Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello all of you beautiful people, Jules here for WhatCulture.com and you know what, if a video game is successful, it's clear that consumers are just gonna want more. But this is the problem, when you get into a situation like this, if the original is so successful, then all of the expectations for the sequel just grow and grow. And sometimes that can cause even our most beloved mascots to do some pretty strange and bizarre things. Whether it's them changing up their costumes, their attitude, or even the entire style of the gameplay themselves, these games here, well, well they tried to evolve but um, not all of them were super successful. So with this in mind, I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video game sequels that look nothing like the original. Number 10, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. For over a decade, Rare made some of the best video games ever, including GoldenEye, the Donkey Kong Country trilogy, and of course, Banjo-Kazooie. So when Microsoft purchased Rare in 2002, gamers were a bit apprehensive, mainly because they thought that the Banjo-Kazooie threequel would never come to pass. And yet, when Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was announced to be released in 2008, fans were completely thrilled, with the promotional trailers and footage making it look like it was going to be a true return to form. Unfortunately, when the gameplay actually started, oh no! Here, all of those awesome moves that you were taught by bottles were completely gone, and instead, nuts and bolts centers around collecting vehicle parts and constructing automobiles to navigate around levels. Which would have been okay if it was for like one or two missions, but no, this is for the entire game, and the levels are so sparse and uninteresting that, my god, is it boring to play through. It boggles the mind why developers thought that this is what the franchise needed. Number 9. Skull Monkeys, which is actually a sequel to The Neverhood. The Neverhood is a claymation-style point-and-click game that was released in 1996. As soon as it was released, it was praised for its beautiful stop-motion, hilarious characters, and inventive puzzles. It won tons of awards, including Best Adventurer of the Year, Best Adventure Game, and a special award for artistic achievement. Sadly, being revered isn't the same as being successful, as despite all of its creativity, The Neverhood didn't actually sell all that well. That's why the developer decided to play it safe with the sequel, Skull Monkeys, and turned it into a standard platformer. For the first time, the protagonist of the franchise, Clayman, could run, jump, shoot enemies, and use magic, claiming that there was depth perception issues while trying to format them. Not only does that make the follow-up a drastic departure from the previous entry, but the title actually gives no indication that this is a Neverhood game. Many people who loved the original have never even played Skull Monkeys, because they were completely oblivious that it was actually a sequel, which is a real shame because both are actually brilliant and should definitely play the first one for its point-and-click adventure fun, and Skull Monkeys just because it's actually a really 
pretty decent platformer. Number 8. Final Fight Streetwise so Final Fight is a scrolling beat-em-up, much like Streets of Rage or Double Dragon. Even though the formula couldn't be simpler, the 2006 entry Final Fight Streetwise managed to screw it up quite a lot. As soon as the disc loads up, you will receive an on-screen warning smeared in blood that informs the player that the game contains scenes of violence and gore. Since the first level revolves around two bare-chested dudes pummeling each other in a dirty basement, you might actually double-check to see if you've accidentally popped in the Fight Club DVD. Even though the game does have the stream brawling that you would expect, it also has a lot of tile-based puzzle sections, which clash completely with the rest of the gameplay. Instead of bashing gangsters and thugs, you have to take on an evil priest who's trying to initiate the apocalypse with his army of mutants. No, you did not hear me wrong. Even though this disaster came out 14 years ago, there's never been a follow-up, surprise, surprise, implying that Streetwise is actually the thing that killed off the Final Fight series. Brill. Number 7. Front Mission Evolved Front Mission was a tactical role-playing game for the SNES. Using a turn-based system, the player had to move giant robots called Wanzers in a grid formation in order to defeat enemy forces. The game was really well-received and spawned many follow-ups over the years, but in 2010, the developers wanted to shake things up and turned the latest entry, Front Mission Evolved, into a third-person shooter. Even though both games still centre around the Wanzers, you would never guess that they're actually from the same franchise. There's no turn-based system, grid formations, or point-and-click gameplay. Instead of relying on meticulously planned out strategies, you just, well, blast everything into base elements. Even when the franchise goes off the rails, you can still commend it if that game is good in its own right. But that's not the case with Front Mission Evolved. It completely paled to the other entries in its own franchise, and its Metacritic score of just 58% on the PS3 and Xbox 360 makes it the worst-rated entry in the entire series. Number 6. Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures I mean, just look at the footage, and then think about what Pac-Man was. It's an arcade game where you go around as a little dot munching pellets. Here? No! <laughs> So four years after the original game came out, Namco decided to release a side-scrolling adventure game called Pac-Land. But you know what? Pac-Land was pretty well received. Pac-Man 2 The New Adventures, though, well, that, that, that is, it is a strange game, my friend. Dropping on the SNES. I enjoy saying that. It maintained the side-scrolling mechanics of Pac-Land, but it was actually a point-and-click game. Instead of chomping his enemies with his disproportionately large mouth, Pac-Man attacks uh, with a slingshot. Oh yeah, and you also have to monitor his mood, because otherwise, if he's pissed off, he just won't do anything that you tell him to. Brilliant. That's exactly what I want for my video games. To not have them control the way that I tell them to. Cheers. Number 5. Star Fox Adventures while Rare were working on a little Nintendo 64 game called Dinosaur Planet, Super Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto decided to revise it into a Star Fox sequel for the next generation console, the GameCube. Now, Rare disapproved of this idea but really didn't have any choice, and so had to drastically alter the game to implement his vision. Because Dinosaur Planet was designed as an action-adventure game, it seemed pretty jarring to repurpose it as a Star Fox sequel, considering that that franchise was a space shooter. But since Rare was considered one of the most consistent gaming companies, Nintendo fans didn't dismiss this change straight away. They needed to give the game, now called Star Fox Adventures, a real fighting chance. Sadly, all the skepticism was kind of justified. The R-Wing, which is a fundamental vehicle in the other games, appears for about, I don't know, 10 minutes, if you're lucky. You don't even see Fox or his teammates for the first half hours since you start the game as a completely different character. And even though the gameplay is fun sometimes, 
It just does not feel like a Star Fox game. Number 4. Faces, which is actually the sequel to Tetris. Now, Tetris was such a phenomenon that there was no way that it wasn't going to get a sequel. There was just too much money to be made to leave the Game Boy Classic as a standalone title. Five years after the original took the world by storm, Tetris's co-creator finally released the sequel, Weltris. It had the same falling block concept as its predecessor, but took place in a three-dimensional pit. And although that game was well-received, gamers just still wanted more, so a year later, the developer followed up with Hats, a game where the player has to match falling hats on people's heads. And that same year, they released another sequel called Faces, where the player has to match falling facial features accordingly. Now, By this point, it was clear that the legendary programming team was just churning out entries that just had little in common with what made the series iconic in the first place. Also, just take a look at the cover poster for Faces. Jesus, that's my new nightmare for the rest of my life. Now, Some of the later sequels were praised, like 3D Tetris and Tetris 99, but none of them came close to surpassing the original, and none were ever as surreal as faces. Number 3. Street Fighter 2010 The Final Fight The only reason that anyone bought Street Fighter 2010 The Final Fight is because Street Fighter was in the title. Now This is ironic, because the biggest criticism that this NES title received is that you could never tell if it was connected to the initial beat-em-up. In this doomed platformer, you play as one of the most iconic characters in Street Fighter, and pretty much in all of video games in general, Ken Masters. Now, despite being a martial artist champion, Ken was reinvented as a cybernetic scientist who battles invading aliens. Now, consumers felt cheated when they purchased the game since they assumed that Street Fighter 2010 would have Hadoukens and Shoryukens galore, but instead, well, what we got was a platformer much more in line with Contra. Which could have been alright, and you know the game is actually pretty good, but it is bloody brutal. Still though, slapping the Street Fighter IP on the title definitely gave it a boost that it otherwise wouldn't have got. Luckily though, this misfire did not tarnish the franchise's reputation. No, it was uh, when they decided to put in ads in Street Fighter V. That, that, that definitely damaged it quite a lot. Still, it's slogging on. Number 2. Space Raiders It's hard to comprehend how lucrative Space Invaders was. This 1978 shooter was the first game to sell a million cartridges and has made over $10 billion in total. I mean, get this, upon its release, there was actually a shortage of 100 yen coins in Japan because everyone was using them to play this classic arcade game. That is crazy. So when Taito announced that they were making a reboot called Space Raiders in 2002, no one was expecting them to reinvent the wheel. Many gamers just assumed it would be the same shooter but with maybe like modern graphics. Well, they didn't give us that. Instead of whizzing through the cosmos, Space Raiders takes place in… well, a dank and dirty alleyway. Armed with a gun, your character must blast at a horde of extraterrestrials as they descend on you. And here's a question, why is space in the title if the game doesn't even take place in space? The only redeemable feature about this abysmal remake is that it was actually bundled with the original Space Invaders. And number 1. Bomberman Act Zero You knew that I was gonna cover it, didn't you? How did Hudson, Soft and Konami do it? They made a video game where people hunt each other in a grid-like maze to blow each other up and somehow made it cute and charming. The Bomberman franchise might not be as popular as it once was, but it was a dominating series during the 1990s. But then they decided to make the transition to 3D and the quality of the game suffered quite a lot. With a slump in sales, it was decided that this cutesy game was going to be rebooted with a gritty edge, and we got Bomberman Act Zero. Now, right, okay, this game is terrible, but you kind of have to admire Hudson Soft for making such a bold decision, but uh, just wow, this, this was just awful. It played like absolute garbage and looked utter binbag. And the only zero here is probably its numerical ranking on most review sites. Plus, we will never forgive them for getting rid of Louis the Space Kangaroo, so 
I'm, I'm just saying that zero out of ten. Zero, zero, minus, minus score out of ten. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.